0: Growers who are looking for that secret sauce usually are just missing something from their garden. And to help with that, we bring you the Stash Blend Premium Plant Additive. Stash Blend brings beneficial bacteria, silicon, seaweed, humic acid, and has enough macronutrition to help lower the dosages of your base feed too. Unleash your plant's true potential with Stash Blend Premium Plant Additive. Available at Growers House.
1: Thanks to AEC Infinity for sponsoring this episode. They have the best grow tank kits on the market today. You get their ION board LED grow light, their grow tent, their ventilation system, clip-on fan, and their controller 69 to control it all. You also get their fabric pots, a trellis net, plant ties, and trimmers. Definitely a good price for all that you get in the kit. I'll have a link in the description section below so you can learn more about these grow tent kits. And the discount code THESTASH15 works on both Amazon and their website, acinfinity.com. Going on, boys. Hey, hey. back again. Back at it.
0: Podcast, baby. Good to We're see out you out here. Good to see Los you, boys. Vegas,
2: no We person, are live. once again. In the Friday Another house week. studios. Another week. Yep. Here we are. Feels good to do this, man. I, like <sighs> I love being able to be in your presence and feed off your
0: enthusiasms. And I'm telling you, man. Like and be able to have the the in between breaks, like all these things, yeah. just kind of make it all happen. We got the mid boys out here doing our thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, inside joke. Inside, inside joke. joke. That's our joke. That's our joke. It. You guys stay out of it. <laughs> But it's, uh, it's really nice, man, especially like the, the weather's not too bad. Sweatshirt weather for me always, no matter what. But personally right now, every time we're here, warm, cold, doesn't matter. This boy out here is damn near naked outside. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I was it's, in the pool. He was in the pool at one point <laughs> in, in, in December, yes. literally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So know. anytime there's just a glimpse of sun, he's out here just <sighs> I to get my tan on. We were standing in the, the shade only for a picture did we go into the sun. Otherwise, right. he was <laughs> <I'm> out there <laughs> freezing, so it's like, you get cold, you could, get, like, every time I go outside, I'm trying to find some sort of way to be better. It's my shortcuts, so to speak. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, you know, I, I, I absolutely love this place, because at home, it's freezing cold, and I come here, and it's just like a nice little glimpse of, of paradise. The only downside is your healthcare system. That's really the only thing that's holding me back, <laughs> yeah. because uh, I, I remember when Wig hurt himself. And ah yeah that just man, yesterday that man didn't even just like he was yesterday that man couldn't go to the doctors because he didn't have insurance hmm. and i just thought he represents millions of other americans and that 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 worries me that worries me so yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel comfortable where i'm at with my public health care system which is a step above horrible anyways yeah. but i feel like your system is not that much better you're either. pretty uh, much a mid boy with that yeah shortcuts everywhere is what it feels like trying to save money trying
0: to like trying to trying to make make things easier but not always getting good benefits right what a great idea for an episode wow that'd be a good episode idea we didn't talk about this no (laughs) shortcuts (laughs) in the the garden do that you should avoid man (laughs) what do you think oh my gosh there's too many that i could list man there's too many that i could list there's been uh, a lot of things that people do that were bro science that they thought were working good and some of these things were just shortcuts and they didn't benefit nor hurt their garden, so those I wouldn't necessarily put into the mix. I'd rather, rather say things that either were really good or really bad, mm. and that'd be more my area. Mm-hmm. Any of you boys ever tried to speed up your growth of your plant by flipping into flower earlier and then switching back to veg? Nope. nope. No? Man, does it slow down the veg. <laughs> no, what, a stupid, what a stupid, what a stupid thing. I, I, I read it on a forum early on on Roll It Up. Like I was like, yeah, I put it in for two weeks so it gets that stretch. The plants blow up, and then I put them back in the veg blow up because they think they're in flower. They're going into flower, and those hormones kind of switch, and, and what the plant needs switches. So then when you go back to feeding it the veg nutrients, it may stress that plant out and slow down the growth. And that was one thing early on when I was just running 12 different individual cultivars and I'm trying to cash crop that I did multiple times. And I'm looking at the plant, thinking, like, what's going on? And it's 25-gallon pot that I didn't veg very long in, and I'm like, why am I not? getting these results and it's like well you can't just skip past all these things that everyone says you have to do with plants but magically this one plant you don't have so to
2: get rich quick kind yeah. of thing you know yeah, what yeah. You know? i'm like it's, if i just flip the bigger skin.
0: pots but one light is going to be huge and it's like well now i've fedged this for almost six months and uh yeah i'm going to yield comparable there, there,
2: <laughs> there is a number of things that you can do to you know speed up the process um but or not necessarily speed up, but make it easier on yourself. But there's nothing that's going to speed up the process. Um, but one of the biggest shortcuts that I would personally, you know, ask, you know, remind people to to avoid altogether is ignoring pest management.
1: Uh, that was going to be mine. You took mine, and you didn't even yeah, tell not, me your, not your list. Not
2: check before. for pests, and right? you didn't. Yeah, and you yeah. didn't even tell me your list because you didn't want me to cheat. Well, I think uh, that falls into
0: pest and stress. People who just don't look, pay attention to the plant well they they yes grow. I, well,
2: very different though very different if you're ignoring your pests which i believe a lot of people do because they just they don't see them right away and they just think oh i'm in a tent it's you know it, you ignore it it's a shortcut but the reality is is that if you don't pay attention to your pests if you're not overlooking your plant if you're not if you're not being vigilant and diligent these that shortcut was temporary because now once you've got that infestation Goodbye to anything short. You're in for a long haul now. So other than a short plant and a short I'm Trying yield. to correct it. Yeah. And a lot of people will, will
1: not check for pests, right? It is a shortcut that, you know, indoors you're less likely to come across pests than outdoors, right? So, like, there's been plenty of grows where I haven't checked for pests, right? But it's probably something you shouldn't do. You should probably check for pests because uh, you're more likely to catch them and uh save your grow right so like i've had fungus gnats i had an infestation so bad one time way back and i didn't really know how to handle fungus gnats now i do so before i knew how to handle them (laughs) i had an infestation so bad i killed off the plants right so like i seen a couple flying around didn't have any yellow stickies um seen some flying around i was in i think early veg and it was like it got really bad and it got really bad and then it got bad and then it was like the plants were like suffering because of it like i didn't know how to handle them, and I ended up just wiping out the plants and getting rid of it. It was actually in cocoa. That's mm. another thing. People are like, oh, you can't get pests in. Pest, pests on in cocoa. You're, focus now on going cocoa. They they can be in cocoa for sure. <laughs> you set up the right environment. Speaking uh, from experience, yeah, because uh, it was it was horrible. So yeah, probably shouldn't not check for pests. Shouldn't checking not. for pests every day when you're in there is just a something I do all the time now because of I don't want that adverse effect of having a white bow to grow. I mean, there's other pests that are a lot worse, right? Spider mites, thrips, russet mites, like all those things you really need to catch Dude, early.
0: I know so many growers who just live with thrips. Mm. Like their plants just have specks all over them. I'm like, those are thrips. But, like, yeah, yeah, ain't a big deal.
2: They get stuck <laughs> in the bud. It's like, like as just, the bud flowers. And the flowers. they jump,
0: man. They, they Literally, if you watch them and you're trying to get, oh, they'll yeah. get one, they'll just shoot away. They're like fleas, man. It's disgusting. Consuming. I don't want any bugs in my anything. Nothing. Yeah.
2: One, so. thing, one thing to add, to that is, I think that's often overlooked or a shortcut is not quarantining new plants mm. when just taking the reason right in. I got I had a uh, mite issue and it, they specifically came from a cut. I got a cut from a buddy, and I should have known better. It came from a dungy basement, kind of looked like Harry Potter's castle or something. There was like moisture everywhere; it was gross. And I took that cut and I just planted it right into my bedroom. and it it took me two years to finally get my stuff bug free and that's specifically because i didn't think i should quarantine my plants now i i, I don't even i will i refuse to buy cuts now that's how that's the shortcut is i am not gonna yeah buy that's a new
0: shortcut And then you're missing out on and you're on missing potential out thing, huge, but missing you get out ptsd huge. from taking stuff in i don't take in clones most times i'll take cuts because i could do a full dunk i'll drown them waterboard them before they come into my space you know mm-hmm. it's just like there's things that people do for the shortcuts that make sense for their grow, and you can't knock everything, just like what you're doing there. You know, it's like you you don't have to deal with this because of it, but then you're missing out on the other side. I think it falls in the same thing with, like, nutrition. When I first started, I thought I could just run with a, the Lucas Formula, three method, general hydroponic, boom, 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 but I'm missing so much. The plants will grow. You could use almost anything, and your plants will grow. You know, I know people who are like, yeah, this is a nutrientless grow. It's like, what does that mean? Like, there's nothing in it? It's like the plants wispy and the buds are larfy but it grew yeah the plant grew at the same time people will run a super super simple regimen they'll get three bottles of advanced nutrients and think they're good and it's like nah it's a complete formula you need to run the full thing or an organic soil where they're missing a bunch of super essential inputs and it's like this is where your nitrogen's coming from bud you decided to not do this one. Oh, this is detrimental they're like well I want to save some money I, I don't want to put all this stuff in or wait two weeks for it to, to cook it's like you have to And that's the same thing, too, is myself. I'm like, I'm going to wait 10 days for my soil to be ready, you know, when you're, you're mixing and inoculating your own soil. I ruined an entire crop by transplanting four days early, burnt everything up. It was a bunch of really good clones, and I put them in there, and they were just, I mean, they bounced back, but how long it took for them to bounce back was absolutely ridiculous, man. And that's because I was trying to have a shortcut. I'm like, 14 days? Kiss my ass. I'm going ten. It looks good. It's not hot. You know what I'm saying? I'm fine. I'm fingering. Hey, man, it burned me. The stupidest mentality. But it was early on when I first tried to switch to organics, and it was me thinking that I knew better than what others were doing. Because I'm like, that's bro science.
1: Yeah, taking shortcuts on nutrients is uh, very risky, yeah. right? It can be real risky. Uh, it brings up a uh, one that I'm thinking of is blindly adding in organic inputs. Right. A lot of people do it. You know, people want to switch from bottles to organics and um, they're just blindly adding in inputs, whether it be just a blend of organic inputs in one um, and then adding in just a bunch of other things that they see they think is going to be beneficial. Uh, And then what's happening is folks are getting lockouts, you know. Um, what happens is if you have nutrients, an excess of some nutrients going to inhibit the uptake of other nutrients. So uh, people are adding and blindly adding things in, and all of a sudden they have an excess of calcium that's locking out other other ones f- from being uptaken and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of folks are getting away with just adding in an organic blend and getting to the grow. That's perfectly fine, but when you start adding in oyster flour, kelp, meal, insect, when you have all these other inputs that you're just blindly adding in, that's when problems can, can really happen.
0: I think it was the same thing with the bottle nutrients. When I first started, I'm like, oh, I've got to get the best of the best. Let's go and get the bud candy. Let's get this sweetener. Let's get that sweetener. Oh, let's get this thing. The gravity is, was one that was hot, which nobody uses anymore. I'll probably get shunned in the comment section. But you <laughs> old caregivers know we used gravity. And was it Superfrost or Permafrost from the same company that made gravity? Those for my, my trichomes and my density. And I had numerous times where I had toxicity from adding things in that I didn't know – had nitrogen in it too. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't read the bottle. I just know my buddy said, this is dope. And I got shiny object syndrome and bought it at the grocery store while I'm already using a complete nutrient formula. You know, it's, it's stuff that if you don't know the science behind the inputs and you don't know anything about the amendments you're dealing with, you're better off to just get a simple blend. And whether that be a few base nutrients and stash blends, shameless plug, or you're getting a craft blend from build a soil, or you're getting a three part step formula, keep it simple, keep it easy. Because if you don't, you add extra stuff into it thinking that you're just going to be skipping by what the rules and the recommendations say, I guarantee you're going to have bad results. I've seen it firsthand 16 years ago. i 17. I'm at this point. I don't even want to stay along. I'm getting old. I think you learn some of the worst parts by trying to just skip the process. You have to get through the process. Same like with success. You got to go through the hurdles just as a normal thing with the garden. You see the result in a month or less and you know, like, Ooh, well, I messed up, you know, you can pivot quick. If you're in a situation where you're using uh, photo periods, your plant could maybe survive. But if you're in a situation of autos, it's too far gone. You might've ruined that plant. You know, you literally ruined your whole crop. So you got to really be cautious with the inputs and cautious with nutrition and, and know the, the formula a little bit before you start just throwing things in the pot.
2: Yeah. Um, you're good on that one. Good. Yeah. I, I think one of the, uh, one shortcut and, and it was really easy for me to come up with this list. Because these are all things that I've done. These are all things that I tried to do in order to find success. And the problem is is that you kind of learn that the more you take your time and the more you pay attention to the plant and speak to the plant, you're going to get better results. And I think that's something that we avoid, or a shortcut, or something we avoid, a shortcut that we do is uh, overlook pruning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is not hard to lose a, a grasp on the bushiness of your plant. I've found over the years trying to maintain the canopy is is beneficial. That's where your bud sites are. That's where you're going to get the most, but the flowers and, 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 and reward. So I've learned to, to train horizontally. If you don't consider what's going on underneath the canopy, you can have a lot of weak growth. Um, uh, the plant can focus on trying to keep the flowers at the bottom of the plant healthy and full of, of vigor while taking that energy away from the top. Um, not to mention pests. You know, if you're if you're not pruning your plants, you're not taking care of all that foliage underneath your your magic. It's a it's a it's a prime example, prime habitat for bugs.
0: Yeah, it's got like a ladder, little shoots and ladders there for your bugs to go from any soil. If you're spraying, they go right back and hide. Come back as soon as it's clean. I, I was dealing with that with uh, winged root aphids. Hmm.
1: And I was like, I'm good. Yeah, I'll that just, lack of airflow, yeah. airflow in the middle. I mean, hot spots, Air humid flow. spots, right? Pottery yeah. mildew can most likely deform. So, yeah.
0: Bud rot good potentially. One. There's so many issues that come into Bud that. I think skipping through it, you're like, I don't need to train my plant. I'll put 20 of them in here, little ones, do it like this. It's it's. There's a big thought process of people that it's only about yield, but plant performance is big with training, just like human performance. If you don't train properly, proper nutrition, prop, all these things, you're not going to be at your best. With the training, you're going to avoid a lot of bad things. You're going to be able to avoid a lot of these issues, and I think it's underestimated. People think it's only for yield. They think it's only to be able to increase for the, you know, very focused uh, precision stress to get better THC or, or terpenes. But IPM is even a part of plant training. You know, that that ladder to up and down from your media is literally what will keep you for months, for two years, fighting these bugs. Literally, mites will go and hide and come back in. And that's you know? exactly what they did. I I
2: wiped my whole garden out. I had no plants for like months. And then and then you'd put just put some plants in. And next thing I know, they're boom, they're
0: back. And it's like how it's like, oh. they just move and hide. You know, yeah. and yep. that's people underestimate the power of training your plant properly. And I think you know, prime example Northern Scrogger. He works his plants so meticulously. Everything. If you see his room, he's got four or five separate plants with beds that are all having the individual treatments. So he's in there not only paying attention to all the plants, taking care of bugs right away, but then also doing the proper training. You'll get the maximum everything from your plant in health and performance. I didn't pay attention to that early on. I really thought I could skip all that. I'm like, yeah. no, I'll just put 12 of them in at once. Why am I going to flower four? You're an idiot. Look at all <laughs> of you them. Know, my full now, bud. It's like, yeah, and all this underneath here, I have powdery mildew and wispy, crappy buds and mites. It's like, oh, gosh. Bad early experiences. Jeez.
1: When that comes to mind uh, for me something you shouldn't do is just blindly assume the light output or blindly set the light distance. You know what I mean? Have some knowledge about it. I can't count the number of people that have hit me up and said, what's wrong with my plant? And it comes to find out it's the light being too close, you know, too powerful of a light. And you ask them, hey, what do you have your light distance set to? Why did you set it to that? And they're just like, oh, it seemed like the plants were able to take it without even looking at the par chart and or even looking at the recommended light distances that the manufacturer suggests, right, just going in completely blind. And uh, that could really harm your plant if you're, well, first of all, if you're not giving enough light, right, you can see the, the stretching happen, unwanted stretching happening, um, particularly during the seedling stage. You can have a, a slow growth growth right cuz the 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 energy of the light isn't coming down for photosynthesis at the amount that you you need for good growth or setting it too close i mean you just burn your plants right if your your plants are, are are driving too quickly type stuff and you don't have the nutrition in the medium well then you're seeing plant deficiencies or burning um a lot of people refer to it as um top part of the plant and working its way down um a lot of people are just doing that cuz they're not setting the light distance you know they're just going in there blind so
0: yeah, I think that's that's the big thing, too, is people think you have to have a par meter. You have to have all the high-tech quality. A lot of these companies want to set you up for success, so they'll give you charts. They'll give you directions. They'll give you distances that you should have. Things that you should know about DLI and all these other extras are really important, and I'm not saying skip those things, but the manufacturer will give you a lot of this information. It just is what it is.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, well, one thing to like add to that is a, a, a shortcut people often consider is how – how do I get as much herb as possible? And they throw in all kinds of plants, like like you said, they'll just yeah, throw stuff in them in there. Plants. I'm gonna put 12 under one light, and yeah, make it work. Not, in this little not being considered or not being considerate of the space that you have, and just throwing as many plants as you can in there. That's a, that's a that's a that's a shortcut that needs to be avoided, because not only do you run out of space, you you, you lose um, circulation abilities, great spot for pests, but you've also got a number of different cultivars that are requiring a number of different, um, um treatments, treatments. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I remember when I did that, the most plants I've ever grown was 15. And it was also the worst grow I ever had because I, I simply bit off more than I could chew in pursuit of the shortcut of more herb.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that's a great point is like, unless you're doing something of like a, a sea of green and you're, you're, that's basically your training method and you're doing this intelligently, focused with a methodical approach or you're just throwing a bunch of plants in. Throwing a bunch of plants in, that's totally a shortcut that can set you up for failure. You'd you'd almost get more yield. I've seen it firsthand. More yield from two highly trained quality plants or one like you do versus a bunch put in there that yield crap and have crappy small little buds. And yeah, you got a lot of plants in there and it looks cool on Instagram, but it didn't yield much. I'd rather have nice, beautiful, uniform buds. You saw with like Eric and Tyler, shout out uh, Eric Nugshots and Terp Cam. They were showing... 80-gallon pots, massive greenhouse, beautiful plants. But the dedication to each of these plants and how great they were trained guaranteed they'd yield more usable quality bud than larf compared to having a bunch of them put in there. It's, it's making sure that you take that time. You don't skip all the little things of training and, and the vegging and, and the feeding and the whole process instead of just saying, I'm going to mass cash crop and throw them all in. You got to be really, really meticulous if you got square footage of plants and you're trying to dial it in that way. You got to go, like, um, shout out to the homie Dankum Hunters or Beans Fiend, the people who are really bones grown out there, making it happen where they've got home grows that look like commercial grows because they've got rows and rows and rows of automation and lights all set up properly because they're trying to grow a bunch, but they also have it meticulously set up. They're not just throwing shit against the wall and hoping it sticks, you know.
1: Got another good one here that comes to mind is uh, what you probably shouldn't do is not sterilize your trimmers oh that's really good you know that's the one that for many many years i just didn't sterilize my trimmers just you know especially between plants you know when you're doing defoliation you should be sterilizing your trimmers in case that plant has a pathogen right it could easily transfer to the next plant so a lot of people use isopropyl alcohol now it is often said that that's not strong enough you need to use a bleach solution instead that's more likely to kill off some of these pathogens And i think the ratio is like a one to ten bleach-to-water ratio. Um, But yeah, sterilizing your trimmers between plants is very, very important. Um, Hoplite and Viroid, it's something that uh, we're learning about quite a bit in recent years here and how just widespread this issue is. I have no idea. I have a feeling in the past I've probably come across it before because I've had plants where nutrition was on point, uh, lighting was on point, environment was on point, but it was still struggling. And most likely it's a virus, you know? And if I'm, use my trimmers on that one to defoliate going right over to my next one well then it's tra- easily transferring over to the next plant and so yeah these viruses viroids more and more people are hearing about it they're impacted it greatly reduces yield um, and it can have a whole a bunch of other negative side effects of it so being able to sterilize your trimmers between plants at the minimum
2: yeah um, is, that's is really good I- i'm glad you mentioned that i was, i I, I yeah, I don't I definitely don't sterilize them in between plants on harvest but I definitely sterilize them before Getting I get into I, doing Before I, I do yeah, anything. Yeah. yeah, before I get into that particular trim. Um Yeah, that that was a really good one. You uh, know,
0: if you use an aeroponic cloner too, you really run into issues with that. If you're putting in H L V and you've got a situation where it's touching other plants, it's in that water, it can it potentially infect it. So it's a really dangerous thing there and then cleaning your sterilizing a cloner too is another thing. I didn't think about that with my uh traditional clone dome just didn't, I don't know why I didn't think about it, but I did with the aeroponic cloner, and I opened it up one day, and it smelled like a foot, and I'm like, oh, no. And I lift up and look at the roots, and they're brownish. I was like, oh, no, I forgot to to clean it in that week. I need to pull it out there and, and bleach down, wipe it thoroughly, and clean it out. Water sitting stagnant over time can create bacteria and pathogens. It just can happen. That's why you see a lot of times in aeroponic cloner, use something like clear res or peroxide or even bleach, to essentially sterilize the water, you know, battling against bad bacteria bacteria and pathogens. I think that skipping these steps of cleanliness is just going to hurt you down the road. You may not see it right away, but you're going to notice, like, little things. You're like, why is this struggling? Why is my plant not doing good? Why is it taking so long to clone? It's like, well, that invisible thing, those germs that you didn't see, well, now that ruined your garden. So then you got to start over. I know Franklin Fields, they're on the cover of USA Today because they had— HLV, they were just not doing good because everybody in there is just and just walking around and touching plants and doing whatever they want to do and being dumb, you know, and not paying attention. That just happens because you don't think about the fact that this thing you don't see can spread. Mm-hmm. That means a virus.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. One that reminds you mentioned the aeroponic cloner and it reminds me of like just a reservoir in general, right? Clean your res, being yeah. Being able to clean out your res frequently. Now, I've done grows where I admit I didn't clean out the res once. Now, it was a water-only dripping down onto organics, right? And there was no light getting into the reservoir. Um, so, And I was able to get through the grow. I was just kind of pushing it. But, um, you know, standard practice really is to clean out your reservoir once every few weeks, you know. Some people do it every week if they're running bottled nutrients. And they yeah. are, um, you know, switching to a new week's dosage anyways, right? Um, some people do it every 10 days. Some people do it every 14 days. But cleaning out those reservoirs frequently Uh, It was definitely going to help prevent um, problems from occurring, right? It could, depending on what nutrients you're using, things could like gunk up. Like I use the um, Blue Planet Nutrients. They had the, uh, I think it's their B vitamin that they have, or it's a seaweed product, I believe. It's like super thick, gunks up everything. So it's like, yeah, in those cases, you definitely want to be cleaning more often than not. Um, now, if you do have a water only in your reservoir or even um, some nutrients that mix in and the solution's still pretty clear, you can get away with it longer. But, again, you probably shouldn't push it too hard yeah. to, uh, yeah, I think, uh, because it could lead to problems.
2: Yeah, I think to, to, to kind of tie that one, tie this one together is o- just to overlooking cleanliness as a whole is something that is a shortcut that is often, often taken advantage of. Laziness. Not changing, like t- not taking off your shoes. Uh, going outside, being in your garden, then coming inside, um, not cleaning up the tent with the fallen leaves and the dirt, and your and your drip pans, water collects in those little feet in your drip pans, and if you don't clean those out, that's a great habitat for bugs. And so, yeah, it just be reminding yourself of cleanliness. Don't take that shortcut. Uh, yeah, I think we can apply it to your reservoir, your tent, your your genetics. Um, or your whatever well, the first like you one might get away over.
0: with it a few times. That's the thing is people in the comment section. You will. Like, I never dealt with it. I've never had bugs. It's like good for you, bud. Right. Sweet. Awesome. Just because it's never happened before doesn't mean it won't happen again. And prevention, happened, right?
2: Prevention is the best, you know. Defense. That's really. right. I think too. A shortcut. Again, I get to speak from my own personal experience on this one is trying to save money. Um oh, you, yeah, you, you frugal think, baby. Or at least I thought that I could get into this. And I could I could take the shortcut of not going all out, not getting quality products. I started with CFLs, and you know I realized you know once you buy a whole bunch of Philips CFLs, you'll end up spending as much money on those as you will for a, a really decent, affordable light. You can get an LED um, quantum board for a hundred bucks and decent. They're they're your Samsung or less or less. Yeah, I've seen,
0: like I, they have the those little cheapy little. Uh, Spider farmers that are dirt cheap. That's one. They're ninety nine ninety nine. Oh, I, yeah, well, that's the one I was thinking of. In Canada,
2: yeah, well, America, we website. go to cheaper. No, it's an American website. It's really? Ninety nine ninety yeah. um, nine. How much cheaper. It's the SF. Oh, because I used
0: your discount code. Pitches 420 <laughs> Thank you. That's why. Thank you. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, and you know, not getting not getting a decent tent. I'm not saying you can. You have to buy the top of the line everything. You can you can grow this plant outside with nothing but water and a little bit of food but if you're going to take it inside remember you're trying to replicate that environment outside and if you're not getting at least decent products to get you to that 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 final you're, you're it's going to struggle you'll save money but it'll it'll be a struggle on your uh, on your product yeah that makes yeah. sense
1: i've definitely had cheap equipment before i mean grow tent you know, mm-hmm. I've tried to get the cheapest growth debt possible. Now you get it. All of a sudden, there's a bunch of light leaks in it. If I had paid $20 more or whatever, I could have got something a lot more quality. So, yeah, cheap out. I like that one.
0: Yeah, it's the same thing with a lot of different, you know, inputs for, for nutrients. Someone's like, no, nah, I can get that different from a different source. And it's like, eh, it's probably a cheaper input, cheaper source. Just yeah. like a lot of cheaper food can taste comparable, but it's not as good for you, mm-hmm. you know. We got another one here that uh,
1: I thought of, uh, which you probably shouldn't do, is take your foot off the gas pedal at harvest but you still got the dry, you've still got the cure. A lot of people get to harvest, which is great to get all the way to harvest, be able to chop down that plant, but you still got more work to do. You still got to focus on the dry, focus on the cure because you can mess that up. Lots of people mess that up, you know. I mean, mold is uh, huge when it comes to the drying and the curing. So, whether you're drying in one of the automated boxes like the Canature or the herbs now, um, it's you know a little bit more hands-off than it would be if you're in a tent. But in a tent, you got to ensure that humidity doesn't get too high, right? There's some air movement going on, um, that you're not over-drying, right? You still need to focus on those things. And then once you get it over into jars, you know, grow bags sure a little bit more hands-off. But if you're in glass jars, sea vault, you need to be able to burp, make sure moisture doesn't build up too much. You need to be monitoring that. Moisture builds up too much. Well, you could potentially get mold at that stage. You know, you spend all that time growing the plant, harvesting, drying, for it to get ruined at the very, very end. So, yeah, you probably shouldn't take your foot off the gas pedal there at harvest. Still focus on the drying cure. Or yeah.
0: well, letting it dry too much by just not checking on it. Yep, you know, I've done exactly. it in the past where I didn't care about the smoke as much, I thought, until I over-dried it and noticed the potential. And I was like, oh, man, that would have been oh. good. <laughs> if Cheers. I not, And it just like... Phew. You break it up and you see all the trichomes just fly away, mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. your hopes and dreams for that herb. I'd like to apply that to,
2: it made me think of this one, um, you, you know, not vegging long enough either, you know, the uh, trying to get straight to flower, and then you can apply that to flower, rushing flower. That's something that I suffered from a very long time. I think a majority of my plants for the first like four years I was growing were harvested at week eight. So I was you know, just at the cusp of actually having something good, and I would chop it down. Thinking, I'm yeah, rushing, getting excited, shortcuts. So yeah, you, that that's really good. You rushing can't be it in the harvest, your plants. Rush it in the veg. You, you got to take your time. You got to have patience.
1: And just to expand on rushing the harvest, I mean, a lot of people will chop their plants early, right? I mean, I think not having a like microscope or like looking at the trichomes, and a lot of people, uh, I don't know if everybody knows this, but like these days, your smartphone, you can take a picture and zoom in, and then see the color of the trichomes. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of people aren't even buying microscopes anymore. I didn't even know that. <laughs> you know? What a garden hack right there, man. <laughs> so, Get yeah, the Google Pixel phones, or an you iPhone. Easily just t- take a picture as close as possible or uh, take a picture pretty far away and still be able to zoom in and see the color of it, but not checking the trichomes. A lot of people are harvesting early still when there could be more growth. There could oh, yeah. be more uh, ripeness happening in the trichomes. Um so, yeah, that's probably something you shouldn't do is, like, not utilize looking at your trichomes at harvest time. And Make that- sure that you're harvesting at the right time when it's at the full potential where you want it. Some people want it to go longer than mostly cloudy so they can get some amber in there, which is the, the CBN instead of the, the THC as it converted over to that. Um, so, yeah, being able to look at those trichomes. Should definitely do that. Don't, yeah, don't I totally doing agree. That.
0: I've seen people who cut their plant the to- whole top part and let it veg longer underneath there because they're flower more. Mm. Never have ever noticed that being that great. Some people like this work. Oh, partial
1: harvest. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. done that before. I think and if you do it
0: well, I think if you do it the right way. But a lot of these people will have like they never do the training. They skip what we said earlier, mm. and they've got these nothing pieces that never developed oh. at all. And I'm like, there's nothing there to f- to mature more. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing started. It was so covered. You have to do that properly. The partial harvest can work, but. You're better off to train your plant properly and do everything right in the first place, let it grow properly like it needs to, flower as long as it needs to, and then harvest the thing completely. Of course, partial harvest can work. I'm not knocking that. But I just think that if it's not done right, these are shortcuts that are going to just ruin your end result where you'll be like, well, I, I could have had this, but hindsight sucks, especially when you're smoking and like, man, a little longer, this would have been right. Like, It's too many times I've had that in my, my grow history, and now I'm just like, I'll, I'd rather go a little too long than too little, you know. I think that really, for me, for now, that summarizes most of it. I mean, if, you, if you're watching this anywhere, listening to it, drop us below in the comment section if there's some things, some shortcuts that uh, you've done in the past that maybe have screwed you up, you know, things that you don't recommend that other growers do as so we get to help people avoid these things, you know.
2: G- generally speaking, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Generally speaking, you know, it seems as if shortcuts are more related to laziness, and not trying to get the most out of your garden yeah i think it's obvious that if you give these plants a little extra attention a little more of your time a heck of your love and energy they're going to succeed and if you start taking shortcuts it seems as if it's temporary gain but short-term loss and that's that's really what it comes to when when we're looking at shortcuts so i yeah if there's anything that you want to want to add to this i think it's a good idea um, Chris, yeah, you have I'm been looking forward to seeing the comments on
1: that one because I'm sure there's tons of other yeah, ones that yeah. that people are going to list in the comments. So I'm looking forward to seeing what shortcuts. Uh, do people take that you probably shouldn't take
2: yeah uh, I want to re- I yeah. want to remind everyone too about Patreon yeah uh, we do have a Patreon you want a shortcut to see, shortcut to see quality them. content a great library of videos and educational
0: content interactions and to see our uh, Vegas vlog we're going to have that we're we working on that boys we're going to put that out or is it already out uh, yeah uh, it's out? already out it's been out for a mo- couple months <laughs> thanks <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> <laughs> for like two years <laughs> <much>. <laughs> but yeah. uh, you can
2: ha- you can check that out it's patreon.com slash from the stash uh, you-, you can get uh, interactive conversations with us. We, we, we kind of bounce off some ideas off of them as well. We'll say, hey, these are our topics for the next couple of days. Is there anything you guys want to add to that? And as a matter of fact, I think right now, the premium yeah. members are being scrolling yep, across the yep. bottom there. They're scrolling yeah. across oh, hey the guys. bottom. So thank you guys. Appreciate you guys, man. Thank that you guys is, so much amazing. for that.
0: Um, also, if you want one more shortcut to success, get you some stash StashBlend from StashBlend.com. <laughs>
2: hey. And our merch, StashBlendMerch.com. Nope, stash oh. com. Oh, if you want a My shortcut pad. to the
0: website, remove blend, just do stashmerch.com. And <laughs> 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 this is a good shortcut we're giving you now. Yeah,
2: I think we could do another episode on, uh, you know, this is, sh- I don't know what we're going to figure this out, shortcuts that don't work. I think We could definitely come up with a shortcuts video that do, yeah. Oh, work. the do's and the don'ts. This yeah, is because okay, like right yeah, off yeah. the bat, I've got at least a list of four of things where it's like I know where I cut corners and it works wonderful. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Let's do it. No yeah, Let's do that. Well, guys, heck of an episode. I think we've got some subs waiting for us. You might have heard the doorbell do ring halfway through this episode. That was what that was. <laughs> That's yep. what that was. Yeah, Fantastic. Uh, let's go. Week guys, thank you so much for watching. I'm Pigeons. That's Chris. That's Rob. Wake Catch on, you on, on, and two. Weeks on the one and two. Peace.
0: Peace.